The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. In recent years, secular forces have attacked the public posting of the Ten Commandments. Most of us as children learned the Ten Commandments in our church or synagogue. We learned the short form of the Fourth Commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Some professing Christians keep Saturday as the Sabbath, but most call Sunday their Sabbath. Many people say that you can worship on any day, so we don't have to keep the Sabbath holy. But what day of the week does the fourth commandment specify? Exodus 20 and verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. God commands that we observe the seventh day of the week. So why do so many professing Christians keep the first day of the week? Theologians and scholars have debated the Sabbath controversy for thousands of years. But what does your Bible say? Does God give us instructions on how to live in the 21st century? What day really is the Christian Sabbath? Stay tuned. Warm greetings to all our friends around the world. Billions of people all over the world enjoy holidays. They celebrate secular holidays and religious holy days. Muslims worship on Friday and follow the call to prayer five times a day. Jews around the world have worshipped for thousands of years on the Sabbath, the day that begins at sunset every Friday evening and continues through sunset on Saturday. Professing Christians meet for Sunday church services proclaiming theirs is the true day for worship. The Sabbath controversy has continued for centuries. Did the New Testament change the Sabbath observance to Sunday worship? Should religious people set aside any special day as holy? Does your Bible command us to observe Sunday, the first day of the week, as a day of worship? Or should Christians observe the seventh-day Sabbath? On today's program, we'll answer that question from the Bible, and we'll be offering you an inspiring free booklet that gives you the biblical answers you need. It's titled, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? This is a vital question for all professing Christians. This booklet is free of charge. Just call the number on your screen or order it online at tomorrowsworld.org. Just ask for the Christian Sabbath booklet. The most important questions of life are answered in your Bible. And yet we see religious conflicts and differences even among professing Christian denominations. Why do so many professing Christians keep Sunday while others keep Saturday as the Sabbath? To answer the question, let's look at the beginning of Christianity as recorded in your Bible. If you have your Bible, turn to Acts 13, verse 42. In the first century A.D., the Apostle Paul had preached on the Sabbath in the Antioch Synagogue his audience consisted of both Jews and Gentiles. Notice that after the Jews left the meeting, the Gentiles made a request. Now this was years after the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Surely if Christians were to keep Sunday, 
the Gentiles would have met with the Apostle Paul the very next day, Sunday, after they had met in the synagogue on Saturday. But did they? Acts 13 and verse 42. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them when? The next day, Sunday? No. The Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Read that again in your own Bible. The Gentiles begged these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. My friends, the New Testament church of the first century observed the seventh-day Sabbath. Let's continue reading in Acts 13 and verse 43. Now, when the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Now, listen to this. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. Yes, Paul's custom was to preach on the Sabbath, as it tells us in Acts 17, verse 2. Many were converted to Christianity and continued observing the fourth commandment. Paul was very effective in his preaching both to Jews and Gentiles, as we read in Acts 18 and verse 4. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. The Christians of the first century A.D. observed the seventh-day Sabbath. But when was it changed to Sunday? And who popularized Sunday observance? The Catholic Encyclopedia on the topic of Sunday states this, quote, Tertullian, 202 A.D., is the first writer who expressly mentions the Sunday rest. We, however, just as tradition has taught us, on the day of the Lord's resurrection, ought to guard not only against kneeling, but every posture and office of solicitude, deferring even our businesses, lest we give any place to the devil, end of quote. That was not until 202 A.D., more than 170 years after the death, burial, and resurrection of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Is Sunday the day of the Lord's resurrection, as Tertullian stated? Was Jesus resurrected on Sunday morning? Listen, when the women came to Jesus' tomb on Sunday morning, they found it empty. They came while it was still dark. The sun had not yet risen. It was still dark, as you read in John 20 and verse 1. And Jesus was not there Sunday morning. He was buried at sunset Wednesday evening, and he rose exactly three days and three nights later, just as he said. You can read that in Matthew 12 and verse 40. There are not three days and three nights from a traditional Good Friday to an Easter Sunday morning. So the common reason for Sunday worship is based on human tradition, not on the Scriptures. Jesus gave only one sign that he was indeed the true Messiah. Let's read that in Matthew 12 and verse 39. An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. You can read more about the three days and three nights in our inspiring free booklet, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Just call the number on the screen or order it on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. In the 4th century A.D., the Emperor Constantine enforced Sunday worship throughout the Roman Empire. Constantine had been a pagan sun worshiper. 
He gave the following edict in 321 A.D., quote, On the venerable day of the sun, let all magistrates and people rest, end of quote. The sun-worshipping Emperor Constantine declared Sunday to be a day of rest. But what was the justification for that? Even Tertullian, whom he mentioned earlier, cited tradition as his authority. Listen, what is your foundation for truth? What is the source for your religion? Is it tradition apart from the Bible? Is it church authority apart from the Bible? Or is it the Bible itself? The noted Catholic theologian James Cardinal Gibbons wrote this bold statement, quote, But you may read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and you will not find a single line authorizing the sanctification of Sunday. The scriptures enforce the religious observance of Saturday, a day which we never sanctify, end of quote. In other words, Gibbons in saying, If the Bible is your authority, you have no basis for observing Sunday. The scriptures, as he states, quote, enforce the religious observance of Saturday, end of quote. We agree with the statement. What Gibbons and other Catholic authorities state is that it is the authority of the Catholic Church that changed observance in the Christian world from Saturday to Sunday, not the New Testament scriptures. And that occurred in the Council of Laodicea in the middle of the 4th century. Furthermore, here's an admission by Harold Linzel, editor of Christianity Today magazine and Southern Baptist minister. Quote, There is nothing in Scripture that requires us to keep Sunday rather than Saturday as a holy day. End of quote. My friends, these are amazing admissions. You can read more of these quotes in our free booklet, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Again, my friends, I ask, what is your source of belief? Is it the Bible? Or is it customs and traditions apart from the Bible? Jesus gave a very strong warning when human traditions contradict the commandments of God. Turn to Mark, the seventh chapter. Mark 7 and verse 7. In vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Or laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men. All too well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. This is a warning I hope all of us will heed. Jesus stated he is Lord of the Sabbath. He observed the Sabbath regularly, and he did not break the Sabbath commandment, as some theologians assert. As he said in John 15:10, I have kept my Father's commandments. My friends, will you follow the example of Jesus Christ and the instructions of your Bible? Or will you follow the tradition of men? You need to prove for yourself from your own Bible which day is the Christian Sabbath. To help you in your study, I'd like to offer you this exciting free booklet, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? There are eight places in the New Testament that use the expression, the first day of the week. Were they Sunday worship services? Were they memorials of Jesus' death? This free booklet will answer those questions. Here are some of the subheads. Which day is the biblical Sabbath? Christ and his disciples, Sabbath breakers? Was Jesus resurrected on Sunday? Practice of the original apostles. You need this free booklet for your personal benefit and Bible study. So pick up the telephone right now and request your inspiring free booklet titled, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Just ask for the booklet on the Christian Sabbath. You can also order this free booklet on our website, 
tomorrowsworld.org. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program, we saw that the Sabbath controversy came to a head when Emperor Constantine prohibited Sabbath-keeping by Christians. He declared that they must work on God's day of rest. Some years later, the Roman Church's Council of Laodicea declared Christians anathema, or heretics, if they observed the Sabbath. Both the government and the church dictated against Christian Sabbath-keepers. The combined power of church and state strongly enforced Sunday as the day of worship in the Roman Empire. But my friends, we can be very thankful that original Christianity, the Christianity of the first century, which observed the fourth commandment, has continued to this day. Biblical Christianity has continued in spite of persecutions through the centuries. For example, in the 17th century, Sabbatarian Christians were persecuted in England in search for religious freedom in the new lands, the colonies of North America. The Royal Charter of 1663, granted by Charles II of England, guaranteed religious freedom to the colony of Rhode Island. That charter can be seen today in the Providence, Rhode Island State House. Stephen Mumford and his wife came to Newport, Rhode Island in 1665 in search of religious freedom. They were the first Christian Sabbath keepers in America. As their group expanded and grew, they needed a larger meeting hall. The Sabbatarians built a large meeting hall in 1729. It is now preserved by the Newport Historical Society. In the Newport Sabbatarian meeting hall is a raised pulpit. Behind the pulpit are two large plaques inscribed with the Ten Commandments. At the bottom of the second plaque is the Apostle Paul's bold statement of Romans 3.31, Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. Yes, these New Testament Christians affirm their allegiance to Christ's statement, but if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Does the Bible confirm that the Lord's Day is indeed the seventh-day Sabbath? If you have your Bible, turn to Mark, the second chapter. The Pharisees criticized Jesus for transgressing their added restrictions to the Sabbath. Jesus did not break the fourth commandment, otherwise he would have sinned. He did reject the rabbinic halakha, the added restrictions. But at the same time, Jesus affirmed the sanctity of the Sabbath and demonstrated its proper observance. His disciples enjoyed the Sabbath liberty of eating corn from the fields. They were hungry and enjoyed what was truly lawful. Notice Jesus' response to the Pharisees, Mark 2 and verse 27. Jesus stated, 
The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. He did not say the Sabbath was made for the Jews. No, the Sabbath was made for all humanity, for every man, woman, and child on planet Earth. That's what Christ proclaimed. We've seen that Jesus instructed his followers to keep the Ten Commandments. He himself observed the seventh-day Sabbath, as did the apostles. But is there other New Testament evidence that Christians should observe the Sabbath? Yes, there is. Turn in your Bible to Hebrews, the fourth chapter. In this chapter, the Sabbath is pictured as a type of the millennial rest, as well as a memorial of God's rest at creation. Hebrews 4 and verse 8. Speaking of the disobedience of the ancient Israelites on their way to the promised land, Hebrews 4 verse 8 states, For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. Now listen, verse 9, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. The original Greek word for the word rest in verse 9 is sabbatismos, which means a Sabbath keeping. That's according to Vine's Expository Dictionary of Biblical Words. Both the Revised Version and the New International Version translate verse 9 as a Sabbath rest. Yes, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God even to this day. Now, does this mean a symbolic rest or a literal Sabbath rest? The Anchor Bible Dictionary cites several secular Greek writings where sabbatismos literally means Sabbath observance or Sabbath celebration. My friends, there's no question that this verse is a New Testament statement on literal Christian observance of the Sabbath. The context of Hebrews, the fourth chapter, does speak both of symbolic and literal rest. The Greek word kataposis is also translated rest in this section. But notice what God says of those who have now entered into God's rest, that is, those who are converted, those who will now follow Christ. Notice this important statement in verse 10 of Hebrews 4. For he, the individual Christian, who has entered his rest, God's rest, has himself also ceased from his works, notice, as God did from his. If we as converted Christians are to cease from our works, just as God did from his, we simply need to ask one question. How did God cease from his works? Verse 4 of Hebrews 4 gives us the answer. For he, God, has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. There's no guessing here. New Testament Christians are supposed to rest just as God rested on the seventh day. The Bible is very clear. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament give Christians the clear example and instruction to keep the Sabbath day holy. The scholarly Anchor Bible Dictionary affirms the responsibility of New Testament Christians to observe the Sabbath. It states, quote, "...physical Sabbath-keeping on the part of the New Covenant believer, as affirmed by Sabbath rest, epitomizes cessation from works." Chapter 4, verse 10. "...in commemoration of God's rest at creation," equating verse 4 with Genesis 2-2, and manifests faith in the salvation provided by Christ, end of quote. That's quite a plain statement. The bottom line question is, 
Who or what is your authority? Is it the Bible or some church and religion apart from the Bible? As we've seen, some religious leaders, including Roman Catholic and Protestant, claim tradition or church administration apart from the Bible as their reason for keeping Sunday rather than the Sabbath. For example, listen to this statement from Anglican Isaac William, Doctor of Divinity, in his Plain Sermons on the Catechism, Volume 1. Quote, Where are we told in Scripture that we are to keep the first day at all? We are commanded to keep the seventh, but we are nowhere commanded to keep the first day. The reason why we keep the first day of the week holy instead of the seventh is for the same reason that we observe many other things, not because the Bible, but because the church has enjoined it. End of quote. My friends, these are surprising admissions. You can read more of them in our free informative booklet titled, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Here on pages 36 and 37 are shocking admissions from church leaders that the Bible truly teaches Sabbath observance. Why do most professing Christians keep Sunday when God's fourth commandment instructs us to keep the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week? This booklet will give you the historical and biblical information that answers the question. This inspiring free booklet will also give you many biblical references and quotes we haven't had time to include in this program. You need this free booklet for your personal benefit and Bible study. So pick up the telephone right now and request your inspiring free booklet titled, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Just ask for the booklet on the Christian Sabbath. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. On today's program... We've discussed the Sabbath controversy that has continued since the New Testament church was established. Jesus and the first century apostles, church leaders, and Christians observed the Seventh-day Sabbath. Church leaders in the following centuries departed from scriptural authority and substituted tradition and church administration as their authority. But as we've seen, the New Testament enjoins Christians today to observe the Seventh-day Sabbath. When was the Seventh-day Sabbath established? It was established at the foundation of the world. As Jesus said, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. Yes, the Sabbath was made for man, for all humanity, for every human being on earth. But when was it made? We find the answer in Genesis, the second chapter, verses 1 through 3. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had done. 
and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. My friends, Christ and the apostles observed the seventh-day Sabbath and the biblical holy days. The scriptures admonish us to follow their example. The apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, Imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. The Apostle Peter exhorted us to follow the example of Christ, 1 Peter 2 and verse 21. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, is Lord of the Sabbath, as we read in Mark 2 verse 28. When he returns to this earth as King of kings and Lord of lords, on what day will the whole world be commanded to worship? Notice God's revelation in Isaiah 66 and verse 22. As the new heavens and the new earth which I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants in your name remain. For it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, listen to this, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. We look forward to the day when all peoples and all nations will worship Christ the King. The Messiah will establish world peace, world government, true education, and the biblical way of truth, love, and life. All nations will observe the weekly Sabbath and the biblical holy days. What a wonderful, peaceful, and prosperous world it will be for all peoples. You need to study more deeply into this subject for yourself. Be sure to request our free booklet titled, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Is it the seventh day of the week or the first? Does it begin at sunset on Friday or is it on Sunday? Should we be going to church services on Saturday or on Sunday? This free booklet will answer those questions. And it will also give you many biblical references and quotes we haven't had time to include in this program. This is one of the most important questions you need to answer. You need this free booklet for your personal benefit and Bible study. Just call the number on your screen. If you're a longtime student of tomorrow's world and you would like to worship with other Christian Sabbath keepers, we invite you to counsel with one of our representatives. Just call the number on your screen or you can contact us through our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Be sure to join us every week on Tomorrow's World. Roderick Meredith and I will continue to discuss significant issues relevant to your life and your future. The Bible gives answers to the most perplexing and challenging questions we face in the 21st century. We invite you to join our guest presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will also share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the prophecies of tomorrow's world. We look forward to being with you next week right here at the same time. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. To view today's program, order the free literature offered 
or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.